With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Robbie Samuels hosts the On the Schmooze podcast. Robbie, tell listeners what to expect from the show. Since 2015, I've interviewed entrepreneurs who overcame challenges to achieve success in their field or industry. Tune in to On the Schmooze to listen as I ask deep questions to elicit untold stories about leadership and networking. And where can people subscribe? Find the show at ontheschmooze.com or on marketingpodcast.net or just search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You heard them. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday. 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective, and Startup Club's house in Clubhouse. It's free. It always will be free. There are no strings attached. There is no bait and switch. Lurk or listen only. Chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage. The coffee shop is open for business. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wellness Wednesday, we discuss mental health, wellness, and life skills. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions with the author. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the collective cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship, or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go, or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand. Or, of course, join us every day live. It is addictive. And remember, it is a safe, welcoming space, and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is Alpha Collective's Collective Cafe. My name is Joseph Jaffe. Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. For some reason, I couldn't see the room. I couldn't see the scheduled room, so I just started one as well. Michelle, what did I do right or wrong? I think maybe it wasn't scheduled in advance, but I see the one tomorrow is. Yeah, so we'll check that. Yeah. And I've actually found, funnily enough, we've been, uh, Michelle and I have been playing with the algo, with the algorithm, trying to figure out when you get pinged and when you don't get pinged. If you are here in the morning, uh, it would be great if you could uh, do us a favor. In fact, I'd be very grateful um, if you would, in the chat, just let us know. Um, I see you, James. Maybe we'll bring you up soon. Um, If you could let us know in the chat 
Um, how you found out about this room today? Was it just that when I opened it, you got pinged a, a notification? Did you know about the Collective Cafe before? Have you come before? Are you planning on coming again? We're just trying to figure out exactly what works for you. But here's what I will tell you. What I will tell you is that this is something we do Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So the easy way just to remember is just just come and hang out with us. You don't have to come every day. You don't have to stay all the time. Think of it as a virtual coffee shop, and you are welcome just to uh, just to be with us for as little as long as you want. There's also a podcast version, um, which you can subscribe to at bit, bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. Let me give you a little heads up what we're going to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk, we're going to get a little web three on you, but we're also going to talk about something that is just maybe one of the most critical aspects of uh, what I believe is important and I've carried with me my entire career. I mean, I'm not even over-promising when I, when I talk about how important this is. Um, so I, I'm going to play, I think it's like a three, four, maybe even a five-minute clip from uh, Alexandra Damska. Um, Alexandra is quite well known to many people in Clubhouse. Um, she was a guest on my show. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Joseph Jaffe. Um, I, before the, the pandemic, I'd written five books. My most recent book is called Built to Suck, The Inevitable Demise of the Corporation and How to Save It. I'm proud to say that I kind of have predicted many things. I've, I spoke about what I called communal marketing, marketing to and through communities. The future of business is community. I wrote that in 2004. The phrase social media did not exist, nor did Facebook. I also wrote about consumer-generated content in 2004. YouTube didn't exist. Um, and fast forward all the way to Built to Suck, where I actually believe that we are witnessing uh, an, an exceptional time in history, the demise of the corporate era, even the demise of capitalism. But the good news is that I believe in its place is this what I call community capitalism, the evolution of capitalism and it will not only it will save not only will it save ourselves uh, but it will save the world um, and then um, when the pandemic hit I started a talk show called Corona TV which today is called Joseph Chaffee is not famous because my next guest is um, I've had about 500 episodes on the show I've had Patrick Fabian who played Howard Hamlin on Better Call Saul Jamal Mashburn James Rollins Carol Baskin Baratindi Thurston, Dan Pink, Seth Godin, Robin D'Angelo, and the list continues. Um, it's just been a joy. It's been a reinvention um, of sorts. And I really started getting a lot more involved uh, in Web3 uh, in 2001. Um, today, we're going to talk about that. So I'm going to play this clip from Alexandra. Um, just a couple of things. The link above um, is a free talk. We're doing 13 free talks uh, what I'm calling Alpha Beta Talks. Um, it's part of a project that I call Alpha Collective. It's a premium community, a professional organization. It's really designed to get the best and brightest in the entire industry together in an exclusive but not excluding in a safe strategic place where we can actually help define what the future of Web3 looks like and even the future of business. Um, our our vision is to usher in an era of, ca of community capitalism. Our mission is to onboard the next billion wallets via the next billion dollars. Now, um, Alexandra is uh, one of our Alpha Talk speakers, um, and uh, you're going to hear a clip from her show. Also, the link above um, on Wednesday, tomorrow at 3 p.m., is a free um, Alpha Beta Talk. This is Kusro Khaled. He, um, he is the managing director 
uh, at Deloitte Digital, and he is the head of Web3 and Metaverse at Deloitte Digital. This is not a small company, and he does not have a small position. And he's actually going to show um, specific use cases and case studies demonstrating what real businesses are doing to reinvent themselves. Um, you definitely want to attend. And as I said, it's free. There's also a POAP, which is a proof of attendance protocol. Uh, think of it as a digital ticket stub. You don't have to do anything other than just show up and watch live or within 24 hours. And then uh, you'll, you'll be sent this POAP via email. Um, and it's free. And uh, as I said, it's a digital ticket stub. You get to basically prove you were there. No one will ever be able to say they were there um, and, and, not prove, and, and be able to fake it because they won't have a POAP. Only you will have a POAP. So maybe, you know, there's so many problems. Here's what we are going to do with it. Every person who gets one of these POAPs will be able to exchange that POAP for a chance to win a full membership pass, which is valued at $2,500. So it has properties. Um, but if Kusro wanted to say, hey, anyone who has a POAP, I'm, uh, I'm going to be meeting for drinks uh, in the city, in New York City on uh, September 4th. And uh, all you've got to do to attend is show up with that POAP. Oh, that rhymes. Show up with that POAP. Um, these are some of the interesting use cases that we're going to start to see. Now, this is all very deliberate today because today I wanted to talk about roles and use cases and case studies um, and realize that this will be the tipping point for Web3 when we can create these killer case studies and use cases when we understand what the role is. Like, for example, what is the role of threads? There is no role. There is no role. There is no purpose other than being the Twitter killer, other than being Zuck's new toy. There is no role. People say it's a conversation app. That is crap, my friends. It is not a conversation app. Everything is a conversation app and nothing is a conversation app. Facebook was meant to be a conversation app and every other social media platform was meant to be a, social, a conversation app. Unfortunately, what happens is you end up with trolls and and uh, and ads and, and all the bad stuff that ends up polluting the waters. Um, and I should know about conversation because that was my second book, Join the Conversation in 2007. So let's go to Alexandra. I'm going to play... Um, the um, I'm going to play this to you, and I'll set up the clip. Um, and please go ahead and not only register uh, for the Alpha Beta Talk, but tell other people as well, because you don't get to see someone like Kusro Khaled, someone as senior as that, working for such a large company, actually share gems and for free. Um, so the setup is I basically asked Alexander, why would anyone buy crypto? And I was basically asking the question because there are so many people out there, Web3 haters, crypto haters, blockchain haters, and they're like, crypto is spam and crypto is scam and why would anyone buy this and blah, blah, blah. And so I actually asked someone intelligent who actually knows what they're talking about. Um, and, and this is what she said. So please enjoy this clip. Alexandra, why would I buy crypto? Why would anyone buy crypto? What is the what is the benefit and the value of crypto versus fiat? So these are not actually, um, in my opinion, the right questions to ask, right? Um, why would I, you know, buy fiat or why would I exchange my work for fiat? Well, not all fiats are the same, right? Like get buying, trading work for dollars is not the same as trading work for Thai bots or something like that, right? They're all different. 
That's the same thing in crypto. In, in blockchain is a full technology. What is it particularly? It is a transactional token. That is the heart of what most crypto is. Crypto is necessary for blockchains to function. Their blockchains are basically a toll road, right? And the crypto is meant to function as the toll that you pay in order to, to travel on the road. The longer you travel, the more you pay. The heavier your, if you have a heavy truck, you pay more than a light car. Um, you know, there, and, and if there's a long line of people, then you get a surge pricing, right? You get, you pay more because more people are on the road. So what is a, what is a, a crypto token at its heart? It is the means to transact business on a, on a blockchain. That's it. That's what it is. It's not inherently a currency. It's not inherently a security. It's made that way by people. So first is why would you even buy crypto? Because you want to use the blockchain. That's the reason you buy it. You want to have ETH in your wallet if you want to actually do something on ETH, buy something off of it, right? What would you do? Like you need to have the native coin. Why would I ever get Swiss francs? Well, I'm in Switzerland and I want to buy awesome chocolate right? I need some Swiss francs. That's inherently what crypto is. Why would we ever want an alternative to fiat? Primarily because fiat's a monopoly and it is one of the main ways that governments control people. And I don't mean that in a like twirly mustache kind of way, but really when you look at it, what is government? Government is controlling populations. That's their job, right? To make sure that there's order in the country, among the citizenry in some way. And they have two tools, right? One is access to resources. And we see that most, right? Access to resources is something like the federal government saying, um, you need to build this highway. We'll give you the money for the highway if you raise your drinking age to 21. And if the state says no, you pay for your own highway. If the state says yes, you get a free highway. So they force compliance by access to resources. It's the same way, you know, they'll withhold money if you're not doing whatever it is that that you're supposed to do, garnishing wages, things like that. All countries do it on some level. That's the carrot. The stick is police power. If you don't have enough control over resources, you have to have uh, a police power, essentially, that maintains order, right? So instead of promoting good behavior, which is what access to resources does, you punish bad behavior, which is what the police power does. Now, the problem that we have right now is that we are encouraging people to adopt some other alternative to their local fiat, um, but we're not considering what the consequences are. If, If it's done without the government support, the biggest problem is we are encouraging governments to use only their police power. And we, we are creating autocratic authoritarian states. That is a real problem. That is something where um, this, this one industry has to look forward in time more than any other industry in the history of man, even more than, than typical economics. They have to look Mm. forward in time a short period. We have to look like a decade or more in time. And we have to consider What are the outcomes of these particular things, right? Now, I personally believe that uh, an alternative to fiat is a great idea because in the U.S., we have two doors to fiat, right? How do you get capital? You get it from either uh, being an appropriate cog in the wheel of some employer, right, where you're a good employee in exchange for your labor, you get money, or you are somehow appealing to a bank and you can get financing that way. 
Now, most people don't fit into the employee role because first, there are fewer and fewer of them all the time, simply because of things like automation, machine learning, things like that. Um, and there are a lot of people that simply don't fit into that mold. The other part is banks are, are racist. They're, they have a lot of preferential uh, items. They care about where, uh, where you live, where, what your education was, what your parents' education was, um, your ethnicity. They care about a lot of things, most of which are not under your control. And they give you preferential treatment if you are more or less in favor of, you know, of what they view as somebody who is worthy of capital. If those are the only two avenues that I can get fiat, I need capital to live. If I can't get it from there, I need to find another avenue. And that is why I think there should always be competition with fiat, because we have the right to access to capital. Everybody has the right to access to capital. If you are willing to put work into a society, you have the right to access to capital. And if the people who are using fiat don't want to offer that to you, then the people who are using crypto or using a, you know, a stable coin or some other alternative currency will give you access to that. You have to have a choice. I mean, honestly, I, I feel I feel like even though she's not here, um, it, this requires the air horn. I could listen to that clip a hundred times, a thousand times. There is so much in that that it actually makes my head hurt. Talking about access to capital. Did you ever think about that? Had you ever thought about that? The fact that actually this represents an opportunity for people, for the unbanked, but also for minorities and for constituencies that have been that that struggle to get access to capital. Have you thought about that? Did you think about this idea of this this idea that crypto is essentially the toll and the gas that you pay to operate and build, you know, to use the highway and build and create infrastructure? Everything about what she said just blew my mind. And and when you counter an ignoramus, someone that just goes, crypto is scam, crypto is this, Dogecoin, and they just, whatever, and they're just throwing out all this junk, it actually, like, all I want to do now is just say, hey, you know what? Do me a favor, please just watch this, and then let's have a conversation. And if you still feel the same way, then you're an idiot. Now, okay, maybe not the then you're an idiot part. But then we can, if you still feel the same way, now that you've heard this informed opinion, um, that's fine, but you need to back it up. You need to come with facts. Um, Now suddenly there's a role. Now suddenly it starts to kind of connect. And I'm like, oh, so it's not just about buy low and sell high. It's not just about I should have bought Bitcoin. Why buy Bitcoin? unless there was a purpose, unless there was a role. It's not just about to the moon with Pepe. And what you realize is that the narrative in many respects has been almost hijacked by whether it's the 23-year-old bros or the degens or none of the above or all of the above, but not by the people that actually have the real money. That's why I want you to register for Wednesday's talk because Deloitte Digital has the ears and the pocketbooks of the biggest brands on the planet. And they're not just taking orders and executing and taking their money. They're advising them in terms of what to do. Now, here is my Exhibit B for you today. So one of my mentors 
who is also an Alpha Talk speaker. In fact, if you look at my tweets, you'll see that I welcomed both uh, Rashad and Alexandra. We have 52 Alpha Talks in 52 weeks. It is unprecedented every single week. In fact, we're doing 13 in 15 weeks now. So imagine 65 of these keynotes over the next 67 or 68 weeks. Imagine all you need is one insight from one of them to be able to implement, to institute, to, you know, to, to change your life, your brand, your trajectory. I mean, that's my, that's my hope. So Rashad um, interviewed um, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Mansour Ahmed uh, Rengas. And uh, I will try and put this LinkedIn link for you. But um, he, so, so Dr. Mansour actually started a company that is in the business of um, uh, authenticating photos and ultimately videos um, via blockchain. Let me explain to you, this is kind of mind-blowing what I'm about to say. So, first of all, here's one of the predictions. No photograph, you need to be sitting down to actually listen, to like take this in. No photograph will be believable as true within a year unless it comes with some sort of authentication. The same will happen with videos in two years. And within five years, we'll be watching movies and videos that have been created and personalized for us. Think Matrix meets Wally. Uh, huge implications for content owners, as well as industries that use photos and videos. Now, I'm going to like kind of bring it all home as well. No photograph will be believable as true within a year unless it comes with some sort of authentication. The same will happen with video in two years. So here are two use cases, two industries, and there are plenty more. The first is the news industry. Every single thing we see on television, every single clip that is sent in to a news agency, um, you know, every single video that is clipped, that is uh, put out on Twitter, that is shared, we have no clue. And we will have no clue if it has been generated by AI, if it is a deep fake if it has been doctored, if it has been retouched, zero clue. The only thing that can help, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but what does authentication look like? You tell me what tool or technology or platform uh, or solution will solve that. As far as I know, there's only one, and it's the blockchain. And suddenly, now I'm going to give you another industry, um, and this is in, in, in his articles. I'm not coming up with this. Insurance industry. The insurance industry right now trades on photos and videos being uploaded to an app in order to register and validate and ultimately, um, you know, and ultimately or a claim and result in some kind of a payout. There are no claims adjusters anymore, at least not at scale. You're not going to have someone come over to your house and look at the little ding or the little fender bender right now. You just go and use your app. And, and, and actually, the irony is a lot of the companies have almost created, they've, they've set the seeds of their own demise. You know, progressive, you know, now use our app, file a claim in under five minutes. Yes, it's a form of differentiation. Yes, it's a form of kind of, it, it's 
great for customers, right? Be able to do the whole thing from, you know, from your garage or from your, your driveway. But the real reality is that these companies are doing it because it saves them money, like depositing your check on your app, you know, like transferring money through an app as opposed to go to the ATM and before that go to a teller. Companies are not really motivated by trying to help their customers. They're motivated by trying to save money or earn more money. And that's capitalism. That's capitalism at its worst, right? I am a capitalist just for the record, a huge one. But, but I'm also someone who wrote a book called Flip the Funnel, you know, how to use existing customers to gain new ones. It was only in 2023 that AT&T came out with a whole series of ads and go, this is, this is a promotion for new customers, but I'm an existing customer. Oh, it's also for existing customers, but I'm a new customer. Oh, didn't you hear me? It's also for new customers, but I'm an existing customer. You know, we get it. You neglected existing customers for so long, and now you're paying the price, and now you have to come up with a stupid ad in order to tell people that they're all being treated the same. I talk about it, and I wrote about it in Flip the Funnel. I talk about strangers and prostitutes. A stranger is acquisition, is a first-time buyer. You don't know them. You don't have a relationship with them. You don't have a connection with them. There's no advocacy. There's no loyalty. There's no relationship. There's no trust. They're a first-time buyer, and a prostitute is a switcher, a promiscuous buyer. They switch to you for the wrong reasons. They'll switch away from you for the same wrong reasons. Price, a discount, a sweepstakes, whatever the case may be. So, so we have, for the longest time, neglected our customers, and now we're paying the price. So when a company is like really telling us that they're committed to us, Amazon is committed to customer obsession. It was in Jeff Bezos's first letter to, you know, chairman's letter to the board, first in his annual general report, the very, very first time. I believe it. I believe him because he has a track record. It's like purpose. It's like when a company suddenly says, you know, Black Lives Matter, we're all in this together. And I'm like, well, you know, did you say that a week ago before George Floyd? I don't think so. Or, or are you just kind of looking at your content calendar and whatever is trending on Twitter is what you're basically saying? That's not authenticity. So bringing it back to Progressive with their little apps, well, you know, the ship, the ship has sailed. The, 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 you know, the train has left the station. We're never going back to humans coming and, and inspecting the car. Imagine how many hundreds of millions or billions of dollars are at stake right now because of fraudulent claims where you can actually create a little ding or an extra ding or whatever the case may be. So another case where this person's company, Dr. Mansur, um, Ahmed Rengas, putting together a technology that will authenticate photos and videos at the source now, this may also bode well for Reuters or AP um, or companies that, that almost were disintermediated by citizen journalists. And I'm a big fan of citizen journalism. I mean, again, I wrote about consumer-generated content in 2004. But suddenly, when you start to see these use cases manifest themselves, 
for more and more industries and more and more objectives and more and more target audiences and more and more scenarios, it all starts to click. It all starts to fit into place. Now, part of it is education. Part of it is enlightenment. Part of it is do your own research. Part of it is do your you know, due diligence. Part of it is don't be lazy. Part of it is knowing who to trust, whether you just accept things on face value or whether you, you know, trust and, what's it, trust and verify, trust, then verify, then trust, trust, then verify. Which one is it, Michelle? I always get confused. It's one of the two. I think what you said is correct. Which one? Trust and inspect or trust and verify. And so, and so isn't it amazing when you've actually got a technology uh, that can do that? Uh, I'm looking just at the comments, um, and um, uh, Mulay says, Hi, everyone, amazing clip so far, reducing blockchain to the trading of cryptos, reducing Apple value proposition to its stock. Exactly. Right? Trust but verify. Thank you, Raymond. Um, and by the way, and by the way, um, I'm looking, uh, our uh, SIO Trace product provides a blockchain record and checkmark for digitally created or uploaded content. I will definitely, I will definitely look at that white paper. Thank you for sharing. Um, suddenly, things start to fit into place, and that's what I hope for. You know, within Alpha Collective, that's why I created this this community. And by the way, just you know, for those of you that are new here, because there's there are a lot of charlatans and snake oil salesmen on on Clubhouse. You know, this is I've been. I've been doing this thing for a year and battling to sell passes for a year in crypto winter. Like I am, you can ask the regulars that are here, like, you know, what you see is what you get. But I also created an entry level uh, pass because I wanted to make sure it was affordable for all, for everyone. I wanted this to be exclusive, but not excluding. So it was very important for me uh, to make sure that there was no bait and switch that this was an abundance mindset, that I could actually practice my own principles um, from top to bottom. One of the things I'm doing with Alpha Collective is I'm setting aside, this is assuming, uh, let's just say when, I say if, but when, but really if, I sell a thousand passes, um, 100 ETH will be set aside and will be uh, invested back into the community. So for example, like next week, I'm away Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so if a community member was to run Collective Cafe, they would get a third of their pass back. So if they paid an ETH, they'd get 0.33 ETH just for running the Collective Cafe. And if they paid $2,500 fiat, they'd get a third of $2,500 back until we hit 100 ETH. Now, obviously, like I am the host. My job is to be there most days. Um, but hell, if, if, uh, if 50 days I'm away or let's call it 60 days and 20 of the hundred ETH is, is, you know, invested in community members running the, the collective cafe, I'm the happiest person in the world. 60 days. That's two months. I think, I think that's kind, kind of generous. I don't expect to be away for two months from eight to nine. And just a quick note, 
you know, my approach, and you'll hear this a lot from me, especially those of you that, that start to come back, and I see a lot of you, I'm starting to recognize faces as well. Um, obviously, we have regulars like Bez and Jensa, you know, in the audience, uh, but we also, I'm starting to see people like, uh, I, I don't know if she's here, she was here earlier, but Melissa and Robert, um, and, and really just, I want this to be a place where you can feel like you're always going to learn something in the morning, eight to nine, Monday through Friday. We're trying to fix kind of also the algorithm to like let people know um, when we're doing this. But the easy, again, the easy thing is just remember, we're here every day, Monday through Friday, eight to nine, unless there's a real reason not to be here. Um, and so whether you set a reminder or you just kind of like or trying to cruise the hallways, like we're not going anywhere. So the third and last part of today is to talk to you about the role. There's got to be a role. What is the role for, what is your role? I mean, yesterday we spoke about my role is what I've realized is my role, my purpose is to help people get unstuck. My, that, that's why I exist. I exist to help people get unstuck. If anyone is stuck today, my mission is to help you get unstuck. If you came into this room a little down, a little low, a little demotivated, just looking for a boost, you know, maybe you're in Web3 and the last six months have, have treated you poorly, I want you to come out of this room feeling a little bit more motivated, going, wait a second, I never thought about it like that. And oh, by the way, if that works for this, then can it work for that? Yeah, it can work for that, where that is nothing to do with Web3. Because, you know, here's what I've learned. What I've learned is whether we like it or not, we're always selling. Sadly, we're always selling. We're always selling to someone. We're selling to our spouse. We're selling to God. We're selling to our boss. We're selling to our clients. We're always selling. And I hate it. And I suck at it. And I don't want to do it. But I have to do it. It's just part of life. So, and we're always trying to convince people. And we're always running after people and chasing after people. And it is so exhausting. You know, I've... I, I, Email after email after email, chasing after chasing after chasing. All these, what I call these fat cats, these chief marketing officers that are so apathetic. They're used to getting so much for free. You could literally give them the goose that laid the golden egg on a silver platter and they would slaughter it and cook it on the barbecue. And I was like, no, you idiots. This was goose, the golden egg. It keeps producing those golden eggs. It was recurring revenue and you just went for the Super Bowl spot. Ugh. You know, and, and then and then I became an EOS implementer. Recently I've started business coaching because, you know, can't keep dreaming up all these cockamamie ideas all the time. And I thought it would be different and it isn't because now I'm just chasing small and medium business owners and uh, and mom and pops. Same thing. We're always chasing. We're always playing nanny. We're always reminding. We're always, hey, just checking that the email went through. Hey, I've been having problems with my email lately. Is it possible that my emails have been going to spam? No, they're just ignoring you. It's exhausting. But this is just the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the game. And, and I'll spend another session, another day, talking about what I've learned about selling, which is not much. But, you know, this idea of, as, as Scott, um, you know, uh, if, you, if you go and look back on one of my episodes of my show, um, in fact, I'll bring some people up and I'll change, I'll change some of the links um, 
But um, I just uh, had a whole session on 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 the concept of groundswell. Um, and I mean, if you if you go, I'll put some of the links. I'm just like I can't share everything at, at the same time. But if you go and you look at my LinkedIn, um, you'll see the article. And if you go to Joseph Jaffe's not famous, um, I should just probably put my link tree in. You'll see um, you'll see the episode of the show. Um, but there's a beautiful clip where, again, if I can find it, I'll share it with you. I know I'm saying that a lot. Um, but it's uh, the book is called Groundswell, and the author is Scott A. Martin. And he talks about this concept of what he calls beautiful marketing. Beautiful marketing. He talks about a flower, a beautiful flower, that attracts the bees. It attracts the bees. It doesn't interrupt the bees. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful to behold. It's beautiful. That's how we have to be. We have to be magnets. We have to attract through beauty, you know, as opposed to constantly hitting over and over again. And, and, and I've learned this the hard way that, guess what? People will, you cannot sell to people who will not buy. But if they want to buy, well, it's very different. So why am I bringing this up? Because sometimes we need to help them connect the dots. We help them connect the dots by demonstrating use cases, <clears throat> but we also connect the dots by helping them understand the role. What is the role for marketing? Why does this exist? How should you be using it? And when we understand that, for example, what is the role for social audio? You have something to think about. I try and ask you a question every day, whether you answer it in the session or or whether you just go away and think about it and even come back. Like on Friday, we do No Agenda Friday where everyone comes up to the stage. Um, and you can come back and, for example, you can you can share. Um, the book is called Groundswell, by the way, Carthy. Um, it's called uh, Groundswell, the Unseen Wave of Business Growth. And actually, if you if you we actually did for the entire month of May, we read excerpts of the book. So if you go to bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go, if you subscribe to the podcast, just go back and look and you'll see all of these live sessions where I'm reading the book and Scott is actually commenting on the book. We do this every Thursday, by the way. So every Thursday, this this month, we're reading this book called I Dare You. And unfortunately, the author couldn't be with us because he's dead. Uh, he wrote the book in 1931. Um, but generally, we get an author's, and I read the book, and then we actually have them discuss the book. Um, and so you can actually go and listen. And also, you know, on my LinkedIn, you'll see all these summaries. Every day, I try and summarize these sessions as well um, on LinkedIn. But I want to get back to this this idea of of roles, of being able to understand exactly what it does, how it functions, the benefit it provides, why it exists. As I said to you, I don't know what the role of threads is. I know what the role of Twitter is. I know that Twitter at its peak and at its core and at its purest is the global town square. As someone said the other day, and, and I forget who it was, they said, if God forbid there was a crisis in the world, nobody is going to threads to find out about what happened. Everyone is going to Twitter. Can you imagine if Twitter existed on 9-11? As it turns out, 
everyone was using AOL Instant Messenger because all the cell phones went down. When you understand role and you can couple it with use case, you have your one-two punch. So it may just turn out that Web3 becomes the unsung hero for the dangers and the challenges that are coming down the pike associated with AI and related related challenges as well. Anonymity, trolls, deep faking, etc. It may turn out that Web3 and specifically blockchain is the unsung hero that solves this problem. And if you're wondering if there is a comparison, there is. The lowly, forgotten, downtrodden, neglected QR code that became the hero during COVID. We, lo- we laughed at it. We mocked it. We discarded it. It wasn't sexy enough. It wasn't going to get us to can or win an award. As much as all the boosters and all the early adopters and all the companies try to convince you how important and how amazing and how incredible and how transformational and life-changing the QR code was, it took a life-changing, life-changing pandemic in order for us to realize the role and the purpose of a QR code in the form of, its, of a use case and certainly you know, a contextual relevance that we could never have imagined. If this were 2017 or 2018 or 2019, imagine we were, you know, QR Code Inc., right? We're the makers of the QR code. We're the the QR code company. And we're sitting around a table going, oh, why can't we get anyone to buy our QR codes? Nobody likes these things. Everyone laughs at us. What purpose do we solve? What role do we play? What use cases do we provide? Can you imagine somebody in that meeting goes, uh, what about a global pandemic where like no one can touch anything and everyone's social distancing and, you know, in restaurants or like sitting outside, everyone's sitting outside and no one wants to touch menus and what if you could just like use your phone and use the QR code and order off the menu? Like, I would say anyone who comes up with that idea in 2018 or 2019, they're probably the people that invented COVID. So one of the things that comes out, remember, is this concept of timing and and a degree of luck. And I think recognizing sometimes, this is why endurance is so important. This is why in, in my upcoming book, Forever Changed, My formula is love what you do, be true to yourself and stay the course. Because by staying the course, by staying in the game, you give yourself a chance to win. When is it over? It's only over when you say it's over. And if you have the ability, the means, the mechanism, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, whether it's just the the grit, the determination, the stubbornness, 
to just keep going just one more day because you might just be, according to Napoleon Hill, three feet from gold. Sometimes you can do everything in your power, but you can only do so much. It's not up to you anymore. It's now up to the forces in the world. It's up to AI. It's up to global pandemics. It's up to things that are so much bigger than you that one day you wake up in the morning and you're like, I just won the Powerball, which, by the way, is a billion dollars at the moment. So get your tickets in for those of you that are in the U.S. A billion dollars tomorrow night. I saw a tweet the other day that said, um, if you won the Powerball, would you still be in Web3? Maybe we'll carry that over and, um, and ask it tomorrow in Wellness Wednesday. If you won the Powerball, if you won a billion dollars in the Powerball, would you still do what you were doing tomorrow? Or the next day or the next week or the next month? Work-wise, professionally, and even personally. And if the answer is no, then I would challenge you to change today or start to create that change or start to change forever or to become forever change, which is really the message of the book. Because if you're just doing it for money or you're doing it because of the lack of money, where's the love? Unless you just love money. Where's the authenticity? Are you really being true to yourself or are you being true to the Benjamins? Just some thoughts to think about. So I've mentioned a bunch of things today, a lot of different ideas. Um, I think... Michelle, how do you normally, how do you like to do, because this is your, uh, your club and house, I just get to uh, live rent-free in it because you're a great landlord. Um, but what's your policy with people coming up generally? Do they have to have, do you, do you care if they, I mean, can we get beyond this whole idea of you must have a profile filled out and you must be on Instagram or can we just bring people up and, and you know, if they want to play around and then we'll just kick them out? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I bring anyone up that is, you know, raising their hand and wants to come up and obviously be respectful. And for me, that means, you know, give to get. It's one of our mottos. Um, so we prefer people not to get up that just want to sell their own thing. So as you call them, snake oil salespeople. So, yeah, I think everyone should be able to contribute I would say, I'll add to that, and I'll just say, if you're a member of the house, then come up. You know, that's all you got to do. I'd rather you actually pour into the work that Michelle's doing, because I don't know, I don't think you're getting paid to, to run Startup Club, are you? No. <laughs> exactly. We do this to give back. Right, and I'm not getting paid to do the Collective Cafe, you know, and it's, I, I do it for the same reasons as well. You know, in these alpha beta talks, sure, they're all part of trying to like build this initiative. Um, but, you know, it, it feels good when you can actually give things away or when you can give. And when you realize you give to get back as well. So 
So I like that. So, uh, yeah, if you want to come up, if you want to add to the conversation, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I see Carthy there and Bez normally comes up at the end. Robert's there. Um, we discussed a lot of things, right? We discussed use cases. We discussed roles. Um, we discussed uh, the Alexandra Damska's incredible, uh, I mean, she's, we could dissect that a thousand ways from Sundays regarding crypto. Um, we discussed the, the role and the relationship between Web3 and AI. We even brought the QR code back into it. And also just hello to Slick and Jonathan and Christopher and Tim who are in our Discord at the moment. Um, I'm going to try and put up a few links. Uh, I would love for you to all join our Discord. Discord, I'll, I'll change the link now, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. If you really do want to continue to find out about what we're doing in Alpha Collective, you, you really should be a part of our Discord. Um, the Discord is free, but you'll notice there are public channels and member channels. And, uh, and so, yeah, it is a premium community, but the Collective Cafe is always going to be free, at least for now, at least for all of you. So anyone who wants to come up, uh, come up. And, uh, you know, and I, I also, like, I'm always happy to have a little bit of pushback or you know, or different point of view. Today, I don't think there was anything necessarily controversial. Um, but, but you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of food for thought. And, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll mention again as well that this idea, like I don't come in with notes in the morning. And oftentimes, I actually think of the idea that I want to discuss like 15 or 20 minutes before. It's just how my mind works. It's my process. It's, I call it ordered chaos. I trust my process. I trust my gut um, as well. But I really love the build of, you know, Web3 is to AI what the QR code was to a global pandemic. You know, this idea of recognize. and by the way, AI could be as, as detrimental and damaging as the global pandemic. Don't think for a second that that's not true. Um, I've been listening to way too many smart people that have literally run AI for the Googles of the world. And the alarm bells are definitely, definitely being sounded. Um, so, um, yeah, I like that idea. And I like the ability, again, going back to how we sell and how we sell in and how we help people understand and how we help people uh, believe that you know, when we start to connect the dots for people, we can't expect them to connect the dots themselves. Some will, some are quick starts, some are fact finders. They need the data, they need the research, they need the use cases. Remember that there are two types of people, right? There are people that do things because everyone's doing them, and then there are people that things are doing it because no one's doing them. And most people are not those people. Most people are the people that say, that's interesting. This sounds really compelling. Wow, this really could change the game. But who else is doing it? I need to see testimonials. I need to see case studies. I need to see the research. And I don't, I don't really operate that way. I'm all about the leap of faith. I'm all about doing things because no one's doing them. That's how I operate. You know, I am, I am the next, you know... I'm Jean-Luc Picard, or at least a wannabe. I want to boldly go where no one has gone before. That's part of my, that's part of my why too. It's certainly one of my core values, 
in terms of being an adventurer, in terms of exploratory, in terms of risk-taking. But you have to realize most people are not like that. So you have to help them connect the dots. Sometimes we have to hold hands. Sometimes we do need to spoon-feed. Sometimes we sell on fear, and sometimes we sell on hope. I don't think it's... I don't think there's anything wrong with being able to take that insight, you know, this prediction that within one year, one year, I mean, like, again, if you just arrived and I saw one of our, you know, someone who keeps me uh, smart and on the cutting edge, Praxim just arrived in our Discord. But let's just read that one more time for those of you that arrived a little late today. No photograph will be believable as true within a year unless it comes with some sort of authentication. The same will happen with videos in two years. You can be damn sure that anybody that runs their business or any industry that runs on photos or video or has photos or video as part of their business model or value proposition or go-to-market strategy or proven process is going to pay attention to that data point. They can choose to believe it or not. They can choose to ignore it or not. They can choose to deny it or not. But when it comes from a doctor, and when there's an intelligent enough conversation about, I think you're going to start to pay attention. And then there's another nuance that comes into play. I call that, what if we're right? What if we're wrong? Simple two-by-two matrix. Well, if we're right, you just basically saved your job, your company, your brand, your industry. I mean, you might even actually have gone from a challenger to the leader when others have fallen by the wayside. If we're right, I mean, the the upside is limitless. What if we're wrong? Well, the downside is limited. It's how much money you spent on this or how much time you invest in it. You can quantify the downside. You can only qualify the upside. Upside, unlimited, limitless. Downside, limited. Again, how much did you pay for this? Your insurance policy. Like an insurance policy. We started off talking about that use case. Let's end talking about that too. Well, an insurance policy, the downside in terms of paying for something that you don't use, you know exactly how much you paid for it. It's a weird one because it's kind of like the downside is the, the upside is death. But, but the upside is peace of mind. I mean, why do we buy insurance, life insurance? We don't buy it for us. We buy it for, for people around us. So there is upside in death in this particular case which is the peace of mind, which is that your children and grandchildren and dependents and spouse and parents and whatever are taken care of. The downside is quantified and limited. The upside is limitless. How do you measure peace of mind? It is priceless. So when we are starting and trying to sell something, right, this is the startup club. We're entrepreneurs. We're adventurers. You know, to use that line that um, that Francine used the whole time, 
in her alpha beta talker. I don't know if she's still in the room. Oh, she is there. I mean, please go and 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 look at at the amazing uh, Francine, uh, the videos. Um, like I said, you know, just there are too many links to share with you. But if you want to, if you want to get, oh God, let me just do it quickly. But you know, the thing that came out from surprisingly with Francine's talk was just about living a life of adventure. This is the life that I want to lead. This is the life where we get to get to be truly alive. Isn't that wonderful? What did Karen say? Karen Yadav, Jaffe, pay back my $5. Don't ghost me, you beggar. I don't even know what that means. But sure. If I owe you five bucks, I'll pay you five bucks. So I'm not really sure what five bucks I owe you, but I'll send it to you. Um, That's the link. I just put it in the chat below. And I'll also put it in the link above. That's the link with Francine's. I'm removing, if you didn't take it, by the way, Kusro Khaled's. So hopefully you got that as well. Um, That is tomorrow at 3 p.m. So I'll just kind of wind down. No one came up today, which is fine. You don't have to. As I said to you a thousand times, um, the goal is not for you to have to work here. The goal is for me to work for you. Um, And hopefully I worked for you today. Um, And hopefully you learned something. That's our proxy in this room. Our proxy is the ability to say, I came in and I left learning something or feeling a little smarter or a little bit more inspired um, than when I came in. I didn't, this wasn't just a drama room filled with, you know, with, with just mindless blather, which by the way, as I've said many times, is okay. Sometimes we need mindless blather. Sometimes we need to actually not have to think. Sometimes we need to be able to just like kind of have something on in the background while we're checking email or, you know, unloading the dishwasher. Um, I just, uh, I'm just going to post Kusro's link below as well. I'm trying to think if there's any other links that I wanted to share with you. I don't really normally come prepared with too many links. Um, But the one that I would like to also share with you is the little summary of Francine's talk on LinkedIn. But if you want to just, you know, um, so there's there's the link uh, to Kusro's talk. Uh, I'm just at Jaffe Juice on all the platforms. So if you just go to LinkedIn, type Joseph Jaffe or Jaffe Juice, you'll basically see all of my links. Um, so yeah, 857. Michelle, any thoughts on your part as we kind of wind down? Otherwise, I'm happy um, to, to end the room like a minute or two early. No, I... I- I'm just going to say I love today's topic, um, especially the lady that you interviewed. For me, that is, um, you know, how I kind of feel about um, crypto and blockchain. So it's nice to see somebody at Clubhouse actually trying to educate people on the true value, in my opinion. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. She's been amazing. And actually, you know, it'd be nice if anyone knows her, um, like, Go and send her a message and just say that we discussed you today and, uh, and, and just tell her that you appreciate her because she's amazing. Um, she's so smart. Um, like I said, I've, I've, uh, I've listened to that clip so many times and I will keep listening to it um, because 
she just gets me to think. And that's the, you know, at the end of the day, that's really all we're trying to do here. We're just trying to get people to think. Just think, think differently, think, think for yourself, think, you know, just, just think instead of being told what to think or being fed what to think or being, or, or, you know, sometimes being like mind, uh, what do they call it? Like mind dead, you know, like, uh, there's the link by the way, to, um, uh, to Francine's, uh, summary, which I just posted yesterday. So pouring into a little bit of Dr. Francine Hardaway today, um, cause she deserves it. And, uh, Alexandra, um, Francine of course was one of our alpha beta talks, uh, alpha beta speakers, Alexandra is one of our Alpha Talk speakers, which is premium. Um, by the way, also, whether it's Rashad or Alexandra, you can access these 52 talks with what's called an entry-level pass. The entry-level passes were part of a free mint. And um, I'm just going to go to OpenSea now, I mean, as we wind down, and just see how much... They were, as I said, they were part of a, a free mint, and uh, they are... Right now, if you wanted to buy one, um, I don't even know if, if any are available for sale, um, but they're super cheap. Uh, there's one, like, they're listed at, and I don't get it. I don't, oh, there, there are a bunch that are listed, oh, five, but the cheapest one is 0.034 ETH. Does anyone know what that costs? What is 0.034 ETH? Anyone, anyone do math here? Let me just tell you what it is. Um, 0.034 times 1,900, $64. Um, but remember, this was a free mint. Um, I do have access to additional uh, free mints. Uh, we may do something with them later. So I'm not necessarily telling you to go and spend $64 now. Um, I don't even know if I get a royalty from it, just to be honest because of OpenSea's royalty, but um, I wanted to, people that have the entry level mint will be able to access uh, all 52 talks. Um, we're still kind of working on just the, um, the different tiers, um, but the thinking at the moment, and it still may change just so you know, is that if you have an entry level mint, um, you'll be able to watch the Alpha Talk live only, but you won't have access to it, the archive or on demand. So again, we're trying to like, obviously we want to make sure that people that's, that buy the full pass for one ETH or $2,500, that they're getting more than their money's worth. And um, it's actually a concept which um, those of you that are regulars here have heard me talk about, uh, but maybe again, I'll, I'll talk about it another day. I call it reward and punishment. Um, so you've got to be careful um, what you don't want to do is punish your premium, you know, your premium members by giving too much away to your entry level members. But at the same time, you also don't want to punish your entry level members um, who feel like they're getting shortchanged. So the example would be when you're flying in a plane, um, everyone gets a meal, uh, but business class gets a better meal. Or, you know, you get a, a small blanket. Uh, like a ridiculous almost rag in coach, but you get this beautiful duvet in first class. Those are good things, right? What you don't want to do is not give anyone comfort or don't give anyone food because um, that's punishing them. 
and and generally what what you notice is the airlines did that and then again they woke up just like AT&T woke up with respect to existing customers and and new customers and they're like well we could charge people and people were like yeah that's fine we never said we wouldn't pay for food we just said that we didn't want to starve um so that's how I'm playing with reward and punishment in terms of you know you get in for $60 or free because there were a thousand of them that went for free um you get a benefit but it's not a huge benefit and it's not uh but it's not a small benefit but if that benefit was too huge then the people that paid the premium would feel like well i guess i could have just come in and 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 paid nothing so this is how i think in terms of and this is how i want you to think too you know so as i'm building this and struggling at times and you know i want to share my wins and my losses with you so that you can also um apply some of these principles and practices and use cases and 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 thought processes to your own value proposition your own project your own podcast your own startup etc so went a few minutes over have an amazing day everyone we'll see you tomorrow for wellness wednesday um i'll continue talking to michelle about trying to we're trying to figure out exactly what generates the best opportunity to alert not only people on clubhouse but also startup club as cuz we're still in build phase for this collective cafe um so at the moment we have um we we're playing with different options uh, option a is a room that has been set up in advance like a recurring room that then i start or someone else starts and option b which kind of we did today spontaneously was i just open the room at 8 um so you know if you went to the hallway yesterday you might not see it um but if you were here at 8 because it becomes appointment viewing or 802 or 803 you would see it because guess what again we're here every day so we'll continue to experiment we'll also share with you what's working what isn't um and yeah that's it for me see you tomorrow everyone You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net and of course you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.